Hello and welcome to Two For None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, after an extended hiatus where Christopher and I finally got to see the insides of our own bedrooms, we are back in the ball game, ready to do some Two For None. Christopher D. Barty, how are you, mate? You look concerned about that introduction. I'm not sure about it either. <laughs> um, look, a hot start, Pat. Hot start to the summer. Hot start, Chris. Um, hot start. And why not? And why not? I mean, I was trying to say that you know we spent so long, spending so many late nights um, watching cricket that that you know our entire lives got disrupted, and now there's a bit of normality returning. But I'm not sure if I got that across. No, I think the your description there was probably better. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, you know, everybody needs a reboot, Bardo. You know, everybody that's what I'm saying. Reboot, everybody needs a reboot. Take a mulligan. Um, Take a mulligan. We'll have one. Um, how are you, sir? You've you've got a lot going on in your life at the moment. You're a busy man. Uh, how are things going over there in the Wild West? Oh, things are good. Things are good. Um, I'm you know I'm, I'm pleased we're going to talk some women's cricket. That's that's really really exciting. The yes, Perth Scorchers. Meg Lanning's own Perth Scorchers. Perth's own that's Meg right. Lanning um, <laughs> is uh, they're up and about. I think by all accounts. Um, They've been doing I'm really well. Watching a bit of uh, a bit a bit of WBBL. I'm I've I've gone to be a bit bit, bit uh, barefoot investor, Pat. Barefoot investor. Oh, have you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've uh, I've reduced my um, uh, subscription to um, uh, sort of pay television media sort of thing. So oh, I had I a see. choice of watching the men's men's um, T20 on uh, on pay pay subscription, or I could uh, go behind the paywall, as it were, were Pat. Go behind the paywall. I've opted to stay on the um, free side of the paywall, which means, of course, I can't get behind the paywall. Um, but I've, uh, but that meant that I, I watched the, the WBBL. It was was highly entertaining. Very very good game of cricket between uh, the Heat and the Hurricanes, if I'm not mistaken. So absolutely, um, I think we actually just chatted about that with Heidi Cheadle a little earlier in the day, who's going to be stepping by. Uh, for a bit of women's world. She's actually got an idea, Bardo, at the end of her little bulletin, which I'm going to talk to you about afterwards, after we play that tape. We've also got a state cricket rap from Spinks. Uh, Alex Spinks has dropped by. Jai Singh has given us a rap of the most recent... The analyst has stepped in to give us a recent rap of the uh, absolutely thumping test series they had against the South Africans, where, uh, well, I'll leave it to Jai to say, but they got got pumped, Bardo. The Mm, It wasn't close, was it? It was not close. It was the opposite of close. Um, and then, of course, I think Roscoe Thatil might even drop by a little later in the pod to talk to us about this T20 that's just gone down. So, uh, mate, huge, huge times. Uh, would you like to just drop straight in and hear this chat that I had with Heidi earlier? I would be delighted, my friend. All right, let's do it. Um Folks, we play a game on this podcast called Hold Up Hey, uh, which basically works that Chris and I can interject in these tapes at any time by saying Hold Up Hey to make jokes and other stuff. So let's crack in. This is my chat from with Heidi from a little earlier today. I am rolling. And we are back for some more Women's World. Heidi Cheadle is driving home, but she's on the line. Hides, lovely to have you back, mate. How are you? I am fantastic. You know, I never know how to, like, say hello, so... <laughs> I always feel like your greetings are really strong, Hides. I don't think you need to worry about it. I think you've really got that on lock. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to take home. Cool. Hides, just like your greetings, uh, the WBBL's been going along really strong. <laughs> I know it's in such a fierce standalone competition, wouldn't you say? It is a fierce standalone competition. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, some really, really wonderful performances. And you know what else I've been loving about the WBBL hides is that uh, a lot of the players are bringing back wearing the cap while bowling. Um, there's been some yeah. strong, you know, wearing of caps and speed dealers going on out there. And I think yeah, that's a really good my move. Question, well, my question is, what happens if there's a strong wind well, mid-ball? Well, I mean, isn't that the question for all time, hides? You know? I mean, like... <laughs> Here I am, little me going a little training, and I'm just doing a little warm-up sprint. Halfway through, my hat falls off, completely throws everything. I couldn't imagine adding a little ball of back 
him. Like, I don't understand that. So fair play to you if you've got like a solid cap with a solid hair situation. Hold up, hey. Yeah, listen. I mean, uh, but uh, you've been known to do a bit of running with a cap on. Uh, I've seen it happen. And at points in your life, you had prodigious amounts of hair out the back um, <laughs> of said cap. Uh, did you have any thoughts on how that whole cap, hat, wind relationship works uh, as a man with experience in the area? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I didn't exactly get up to what you would call breakneck speed, Pat. I don't know, but I don't know. You're a man of momentum. Um, I saw you at points get some yeah, pace. I think inertia, maybe. Um, <laughs> Downhill, strong tailwind. Yeah. No, look, my... In, I presume you're referring to the wings. Is that is the that, wings, butter? That's great. That's the wings. So, the wings are what yes, I'm referring well, to. Well, for yeah. the listener at home, I used to have uh, longer hair, it was more thick and luscious than what adorns my scalp these days. Um, but it was 2008, folks. It was a different time. It was a different time, and uh, the well, it wasn't a mullet. It was just sort of <laughs> this. My hair is very straight, but once it gets past my ears, it curls. Yeah, and indeed, it, it indeed. looked like a set of um, angel wings. It's really the only way I can describe it. I think that's fair, isn't it? It's, you know. I mean, I definitely thought more angel wings than mullet when I, in my memory, sure. that's where it says. I mean, yeah. it's like I got halfway through a single perm and then went, man. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. But it didn't really, look, I don't think it was so much of an issue for me because the, the wings... Um, acted more like a parachute um, and created, uh, you know, stopped further, halted my momentum, <laughs> which is impressive because, you know, Indeed. I didn't know it could be halted any further, but it could. There's, <laughs> always, there's always further room to sink. There's um, <laughs> further room to go down, you know, that's for sure. Um, I read uh, oh, the yeah. other day that trees communicate at uh-huh. a third of an inch per second and i feel like you know that's not very fast and i think that me and trees you know <laughs> are moving at, at a move, let's drop my microphone are moving at the same speed there anyway cat wasn't a problem for me pat this is a weird interjection i'd like to go back to the tape now thank you strong isn't it there's some really help some a girl there. give me a tip like, if anyone's out there holds the hat on, you let me know. <laughs> Maybe we can uh, get somebody to do a masterclass for us, Hyde. Yes, um, call in, do it, do it, do it. Call in, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave us leave us a message, ladies and gentlemen. That'd be, that'd be rock and roll. Um, so, Hyde, uh, three games that just happened. We had the Strikers uh, beating the Scorchers. We had the Thunder beating the Stars, the poor old Stars. And the Heat took out the Hurricanes. Um now, do you reckon the uh, the Heat are going to be on for to win a consecutive title, Hides? They got pushed right to the limit by the Hurricanes. Oh, tonight. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'd watch them. Like, you want uh, Kerr. She's deadly. I'm super keen, like, super interested watching her play. She's and, a really uh, strong, and, strong, strong player, huh? Oh, but, she, yeah, she's contributing, like, everywhere. Like, she's a little rascal. She's all over the shop. <laughs> she catches them, them, she hits them. It's like another child probably doing good things. <laughs> I mean, at least it's consistent, you know. Um, no, it's exciting. Like, it's great. It's really great. And Beth Mooney as well. She's just, ah, oh, she's class too. Yeah, I think they're, they're a really strong side and they've got some really great hitting there down the order. Um, Beth Mooney with a 44 and Amelia Kerr with a 29 yeah. knot. Just at a cheeky strike rate there, hides of 152. Um, oh, that's it. Like, she was popping him left, right, and center. Like, nothing phased her. It's like, that is what you need in BBL. That you need to just go out there and do your thing. See the ball, hit the ball. Just watch it go over the boundary. And uh, English captain Heather Knight picked up a wicket, which was hilarious. I know. Because... I know. <laughs> I tell like, you what, what the hell? <laughs> I tell you what, mate. The pie shop was open there. Um, <laughs> they, they were some big, loopy, slow bungers from... But from, that's it. The loopiness gets you. It like, does. We've all, we've all been victim. And <laughs> Maddie Green, like, charged down the pitch to send her into next month, missed everything and got stumped. <laughs> I mean, that's a... I mean, oh, like... It's a bad day. Oh, look. I love Heather Knight, though. I love that she's playing in it and doing her thing. 
Yeah, yeah, it's great to have her around. And Hides, did you feel pretty sorry for the poor old stars? They got really got pipped bare there by the thunder. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, their keeper was in it, though. She was, she featured a little bit. And we love that, Hides. Always happy to see. We, we do love that. Yeah, we do yeah, love that. Yeah, anybody who's wearing the gloves who's who's. Oh know. yeah, lots of lots of time, lots of respect for that. Uh, and Miss Alex Blackwell, mate, she just can't stop, won't stop. She's a run scoring machine. Yeah, you know, and she's like a doctor. She's like the perfect woman. She Are you serious? She saved lots of runs. Oh my god, she's super clever. Like. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I'm pretty sure she's like a scientist or a doctor or both. Or maybe her sister's the doctor. She's, I don't know, either way, there's science and brains going on there. Just saying. Uh, her twin sister, Kate, has also played for Australia. So either way, I yeah. feel like you're probably right there. Um, like, you can't, you can't have both. You can't be super athletic and talented and brainy. Like, no, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's like, absolute shenanigans. Can you not share it around? <laughs> Some of us blocked folks. Like, come on. And, you know, she retired a year or two ago and is still absolutely crushing it. Um, but, yes, the, the Thunder did get over the top of the Stars. The Stars are still winless, um, which is which is pretty yeah, tough. Brutal, yeah. And, you know, look, strong But opening. also, well, I was just going to say, I mean, Hobart 0 from 2 as well last weekend, so that's not great either. Yeah, it's really putting a bit of a divide in the bit in the field there, especially when you consider they've got Elise Villani opening the batting, uh, and Lisa Lee. You know, they're they're two really high quality batters, um, and Tess Flintoff what? as well down the bottom is doing all yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yes. Sorry, you want um now I may I may mess this name up, but Flazonaku or help me out here. She, I am not super familiar, I will admit, I'm not super familiar, but love what she did. All, like, seven foot ten of her, walks out onto the crease, oh, like, super casual, clocks one for four, like, second ball, yeah. like, aerial over the bowler, like, well done. <laughs> love watching that, love that for her, well done. Love that, Do love that, that confidence. Yeah, love that, I love that. Give me some of that. Put it into my life. Um, and Heise, did, you see, did you see any of the uh, up, hey. Scorchers playing uh, strikers? Chris, yes, strong is. Um, just a really quick one from me here, because I wanted to bring this up with Heidi before, but just to really confirm, Tess Flintoff is no relation of Andrew Flintoff, former England all-rounder. Um, right. It's a pure quinky dink on the name front. We all just need to settle down. I didn't mention it in that tape, but I was thinking about it. Um, sure. But I've just done the research, and I just wanted the listeners to put it aside. Um, you know, they're not they're not all related. You know, now, all those Flintoffs. Um, can you confirm for me? Heidi mentioned there that um, one of our women's cricketers is seven foot ten. <laughs> I think she. I think she may have been exaggerating slightly, oh. but I, well. I, think she, I think she may have been exaggerating slightly. Disappointing. Um, I would have liked to have seen this tall cricketer. Gender aside, I think any seven foot ten cricketer would be impressive. You get a, oh, a bit of bounce, wouldn't you? Yeah, steepling bounce. <laughs> Ste- steepling, buddy. Mornay Morkel would uh, be shivering in his boots. You Ooh. Know. Oof. Uh, you know, tennis court like, trampoline like bounce. <laughs> I know I'll tell you what, though, you'd be, if you're what? seven foot ten, if you're seven foot ten yeah. fast bowler. You'd be a fair risk of a front foot no ball every now and again, wouldn't you? Mate, you'd be you, your foot would probably be the size of of the space between the popping and the crease. Right. Yep. Don't you reckon? Well, I just be. feasibly make up yeah. the size there. It um, it'd be a precision game, I think. Being seven foot ten. <laughs> you know, you know what else? You know what else it wouldn't be good for? It's two What's things. that? Um. Well, actually, it's just one thing. Yorkers, you'd struggle with a Yorkers oh. seven foot ten, I think. Oh, absolutely. You'd be you'd be bowling chin music every minute of the day, wouldn't you? Really, it'd be chin music or full bungers. You'd, you'd have, I mean, the margin for error there that would be tiny. Oh no, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're batting, if you're seven foot ten and you're batting, I think Yorkers oh, yeah. would be a problem. I don't think. Oh, I think oh, if yeah. you're seven foot ten, I don't think you're getting a lot of chin music. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think some, anybody can get it up that high. You might get some naval music. Yeah, for uh, sure, you get a lot of naval music. And listen, Chris, yeah. naval music has been some of the worst music around. Um, I'm thinking of all of the uh, the songs pri- on pirate ships and, and the right. like. Right, sure. Uh, 
See what I did there? That's that's wordplay. You do not like the piano accordion. I have a big vendetta against the piano accordion, Chris. Oh. I didn't want to mention this to you before. Okay. Um, such, I know your love for that instrument. I didn't want to come down Look, on Look, I, I have a, a sound appreciation for it. I can, you know, I can respect it. <laughs> Let's get back to Heidi. Sure. Love watching that. Love that for her. Well done. Love that. Do love that, that confidence. Yeah, love that. I love that. Give me some of that. Put it into my life. Um, and Heise, did, you see, did you see any of the uh, Scorchers playing the Strikers? Uh, well, yes, I did. Well, yes, I did. And I did because me Irish mate Kim Garth opening the bowling, getting a couple cheeky wickets. Go get them, girl. Go get them. Love big, that for her. Big That's Irish great. population in Perth too, mate. So she'd be feeling right at home. <laughs> You know, yeah, I think she's really, like, it's, I mean, you know, from moving on from the sixes, like, it's nice that she's been able to scoop up a team, and not only that, like, she's not in the bowling, like, she's right amongst it. And, mate, we've got to talk about Talia McGrath. I mean, what a find, huh? 65 with the bat, and she took a wicket or two in the first dig, yeah, she got one for 24 or four. Um, that That is some serious talent, and she can really clear the rope. She was smashing them around all over the place. Um, I know. I I actually thought she was like more a bowler than a batter. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, sixty-five. Damn, son. Damn, son. Something and, in the water. Well, and you know, you, I wonder if she's done a bit of uh, training or hitting practice in the off-season hides because they these strikers know something we don't. They're bringing her in at three. <laughs> Um, so, so they obviously back her ability to to hit a couple as well, um, and. Uh, worth mentioning as well, they've got Megan Schutt in the team. And as I mentioned before, Megan Schutt freaking hoops them. You know, like she moves that ball about two kilometers left to right. So I know. <laughs> I know, I know. And speaking of bowlers moving the ball and just killing it, let me flick you right on back to Jess Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Um, rolling through it with the ball, with the bat. Like, we get it. You play for Australia. Like, of course she plays for the Heat. She's on fire. <laughs> We didn't, go, we didn't talk about that hit game. We didn't mention just Jonathan at all. You're absolutely right. She was on a hat trick I know, there. I know, I know. We have to go back. I know. Yeah. She, no, it's, a, it's a brilliant display thus far from all people involved. Yeah. Yeah, Hyde, it's, it's a really strong performance. It would have been great to see her get that hat trick too, but with the form that she's uh, in, yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past her to, to not do that throughout the course of the, of the season. We've only played four games, so um, a long way to go yet. Uh, so, Hyde's the one. Sorry, but... Speaking of hat tricks, I don't know if you caught this, but um, Marazan Cat from the Sixers got a hat trick, and she like her face did not change. It was just like yeah, <laughs> next ball, next ball, like stone wall. Like I've got a job to do. Of course, that's my wicket. See you later. Yes, this was, means nothing oh, to me. Hysterical. The yeah. only thing that means anything to me is victory, and we talked about it off. She walked right back to her mark as if nothing had happened, and she's just destroyed the lives of three in a row. <laughs> Love that. I wish that I had the cool in my life to be able to do that. <laughs> you can bet your bottom dollar I'd be celebrating so hard. I don't even know what my oh, own I'm name sure was. You in the fifths or the tenths, whatever. The tenths, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lo- <laughs> whatever the lowest grade is, just drop it down one. That'll that'll oh. do. It. Hold up, hey Chris, you seem to be really enjoying that. That uh, image of my celebrations over there, pal. Is that what's rocking your boat? Oh, no, I just appreciate the fact that Cheadle's like the fifths or the tenths or <laughs> whatever you play. Could be the, the 15th for all I care. Down there. Can your they mole. get any lower in the grades? No, they cannot. Hey? It's as low as it goes. Yo, wind in the willows. Your mole. You can't get any sunlight. Down there I mean, in the 15th. Listen, mate, competition the 15th this year is is strife. And and I'd like you to know too, Chris, that uh, I haven't taken a wicket this year, but I've given some great appeals. I've sure. really, I've really appealed really hard. So, you know, I thought yeah. you'd appreciate that. Yeah, oh, fair enough. I mean, what else can you do? If you're not taking wickets, you're not scoring runs. You may as well make <laughs> bowl, some noise. Bowl wide. So that's, that's the other thing I can do. Back to Heidi. Um <laughs> First double-digit team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to love a double-digit team, Hides. So, mate, at the moment, the strikers are on top, 
Thunder in second, Heat in third, then it's Hurricanes, Renegades, Sixes, Scorchers, uh, Stars. And I've got a feel there that uh, the Sixes and the Scorchers, I will say, have only played three each. They're going to have got a game coming up. So I feel like the Sixes are a bit too low there for how good they actually are. Um, and they yeah, might bounce back pretty quick. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt that at all. I also think the Scorchers, when they get in their rhythm, like you've got Lanning and Amy Jones, which, by the way, what a fantastic combination. Love that. Love everything about it. <laughs> um, and, you have, and you have Nat Siva, who can, like, you know, do her thing, which I love. I love the English. Like, bring them over. Keep them here. That's um, a controversial I, opinion, too, Heights, like, but I like it. Oh, well, look. Come at me then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, Hyde. Strong, strong, strong. Yeah, strong, yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll probably um, bounce right back. Do you feel like the stars are going to stay in the cellar, though, is my other question for you. Oh, uh, no. Let's go with no. Let's go with a, a wild upset Ooh. that brings the crowds totally in. I'm not sure. Who are they playing next? I don't even know. Uh, coming up, we've got matches, uh, which is the Scorch play- Scorchers playing the Renegades, and... Uh, these oh, yeah. stars are going to play the Scorchers in the next round. So, I mean, it, there's all of these matches going on at the Wacker, and you'd have to imagine that 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 might be a bit star tough for the stars to overcome, given that their struggles. Yeah, are hard, I was so. I was going to say I'd back Scorchers definitely at home against the stars. To be fair, big call. But big call. I think I'm going to do it. The Wacker's a fortress, yeah. mate. You know, everybody knows that. I know. Um, Pat, I think we, I think we, you and I need to make dream teams and select our teams from all the people that are playing at the moment. I think that would be golden. Hi. And in fact, if you're listening, team, let us know what your teams are, what oh. who you're thinking, and let's contrast and compare this because it's going to be there's so many to pick from, and like, what a fun game to play. I love that, Heidi. I love that we can do the Ricky Ponting style team of the tournament as we go through. I yes. love that. Team of the tournament. Yes. Team of the tournament. All right, all right. We should do Team of the Week, too. Team, team of the, of the week. week. Yeah, okay. Let's introduce yeah. that from next episode, and um, and we'll get that up and running, Heinz. It's a great segment idea. I love it. All right, yes. Good work, Heidi. Great. Thanks so much for your time, dude. We'll chat to you all next good. episode. I'll just leave you with one little bit of wisdom. Hit me. Um, or not so wisdom is, why on earth did they design those new pants to have the black stripe? It looks like they've got their socks tucked in. And I don't care for it, and I don't understand it. And I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. She doesn't care for it, folks. She doesn't understand it. And uh, we're going to take this. <laughs> Good evening. I will still say if somebody wants to give me a uniform, I will wear the stripy black socks, pants, whatever. But <laughs> under duress, Heidi. Under, <laughs> under duress. <laughs> Mate, thanks so much for your time. You're a legend. And oh, we'll chat real good. soon. Lovely to chat. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Heidi. Bye. Thank you to Heidi Cheadle for another excellent episode of a Women's World Bardo. Some big stuff there from Hyde's. Um, how do you feel about those stripy pants? Uh, how do you feel about starting some women's fantasy cricket WBBL team selection action uh, for for two for none? Pretty good, mate. I'll tell you what, Cheadle came out swinging like Grace Harris. Um <laughs> Uh, unlike Grace Harris, she actually connected with a couple. Um, no, strong stuff there from Cheadle. And look, I think on all fronts, yes. Um, I think absolutely we need some WBBL fantasy action happening. Um, the more people I can vicariously live through, the better. Um, and... Um, Look, I think stripy pants are always a controversial matter. I think it depends on the context, Pat, in which sure, you are Chris, wearing sure. said pants. Um, of course, um, pants being a popular uh, component to any sporting uh, <laughs> uniform. Um, that was very diplomatic, Chris. Have you been you. like doing you know dip- diplomacy training over there in your comms job, mate? Couldn't possibly confirm nor deny that, Pat. <laughs> Very good, Chris. Very good. Mate, um, okay, so here's where we're at. We've got Spinksy to talk about some domestic cricket. We've got a quick one from Jai about mm. this um, South Africa versus India series. And I think we'll save Roscoe for the end. Cool. Sounds good to me. What would you like? Would you like want to hear some Jai first? I would talk love about some Jai Singh. Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. it. Uh, you always love a bit of Jai Singh, mate. And he's, he, Who doesn't? He, yeah. He gives the people what they want. Give me... 
You're not wrong, Chris. You are not wrong. All right, let's crack in. Here's Joe Singh. India displayed good form in the warm-ups against the South African second 11. We'll see how they go in the actual test when... Hang uh, Sorry, hang on. Someone's trying to tell me something. What? You cannot be serious. All right, I'll tell them. I don't believe you, but I'll tell them. Sorry about that. It turns out this actually was the test series... <laughs> And South Africa was playing their full-strength 11, so I'm going to have to just revise my script slightly. Um, India won 3-0 against South Africa. Hold up, hey, that's about the uh, most severe sledging that you get out of Jai Singh, and I am 100% here for it. He did a little bit sure. of acting there, Chris. He's getting he's getting, he's getting, getting really into his tapes, Jai. If, if I'm not wrong, look, yeah. I, I do enjoy a bit of uh, Jai Singh trivia. Uh, I do enjoy. If if I'm not wrong, I think Jai Singh once wrote a full length full length feature episode of Yes Minister. <laughs> um, the you know the the British uh, the political the show, yeah. British comedy. Uh, I think I have vague memories of Jai Singh writing a full length episode for a project of Yes Minister. So look. The dry wit, um, mm. his wit is drier than a crumbling Indian deck. Um, <laughs> and uh, It's drier than Bangalore in the middle of summertime. That's right. That's right. Now, we're probably going to find out the Bangalore is a very humid climate. But Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I, I don't, be a whole I don't other know. Stuart Island I situation. Yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time um, uh, <laughs> researching the uh, climatology of uh, Bangalore, but we will. We will. We'll <laughs> it's our next it. podcast. Stay, stay tuned for that. Back to Jai. Africa in this not very competitive test series. Rohit Sharma was promoted to open uh, for the first time, building on his one-day success, and started off immediately with twin hundreds, sharing a partnership of 317 with Mark Agarwal, who made 215 of his own. That led to a 203-run win in the first test. Second test was all about Virat Kohli, who made a career-best 254 not out, uh, there were also hundreds for Agarwal and a 91 for Jadeja, but there weren't doubles, so who cares? The Indians were helped by Ashwin and Jadeja in the first test, taking the wickets. And thereafter, it was Mohammad Shami and Umesh Yadav, who were actually the third and fourth uh, choice fast bowlers. <clears throat> the third test was Rohit Sharma, 212, showing why he is considered a good prospect for the opening position, although I'd like to see him tested in uh, slightly more challenging conditions and with all respect to South Africa against a decent attack. Uh, sadly, South Africa were never in series and there isn't really a lot more to say about it. Uh, what else is happening in India's world? Uh, Saurav Ganguly has been uh, sworn in as India's uh, cricket supremo, BCCI president. Not quite on the level of Imran Khan becoming the country's prime minister, but still a good story. And Jasprit Bumrah, who's had some injury battles, um, turns out not to need surgery for his back stress fractures. So that's a relief. And I think I'll See you soon for the next instalment of Indian cricket after the results against Bangladesh and West Indies. Real quick, sharp, short one from Jai there. Thanks, Jai. Love your work. Um, but Chris, think about how pumped South Africa would have got with Jasper Bumrah was fit and firing on those bouncy South African decks. I mean, they got rolled, but they would have got utterly rolled. Um, it looks like it's going to take them a long time to rebuild South Africa. They look like they've taken one step forward, four steps back. Yeah. Um, it, I think at one point, Faftu Pasi got a stand-in to help him with the coin toss, um, which Graham Smith called pathetic. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, punchy. Yeah, very punchy from the former skipper there. Um, so they've got a bit of work to do, the South Africans. Um, unusual to sort of see them, uh, well, this frail. Uh, yeah. Something, something's happening. But, um, ah, look, hopefully we can catch them soon. Um, don't know. What can you Might say? Might be nice for us, Chris. You know, get the old win-loss ratio up. I love that. Um, but, you know, you know it's bad when Chris Goodrick doesn't want to send in a tape when he's like, oh, no, nah, mate, I'm I'm away. I couldn't possibly do it. You, you know things are, are bad there. Also, he's got Rugby World Cup stuff to focus on, so I, we'll give him a break on, yes. on this one. Yeah, sure. Um, but big thanks to Jai there for being able to, to drop a tape in. Really, really do appreciate that. And it's good. Um, I, you know, 
Chris, now we've got all these correspondents around the world. I figure that while we're going to keep our focus primarily at, on Australia, um, chiming in with our correspondents and seeing how the various teams are going is just a good way to stay in touch with everybody um, and keep ourselves interested, I think. And so it's not just you and me talking for the whole hour, which is good, but, you know, I figure break it up as much as we can. <laughs> sure, yes. Um, I think the viewer, well, listener even, um, does enjoy a bit of variety, Pat. I mean, they say variety is the spice of life. And uh, look, certainly for me, I it, the monotonous drone of my own voice is just, you know, it's hard work. Mate, you sound like nothing but beauty in my ears, Chris. I could listen to you all day and God knows I have. Um, all right. <laughs> One more, t- well, two more tapes to go here. Let's turn to Australia now. The domestic season is well and truly underway for the men's side. And Alex Spinks has been our man on the ground having a look. Now, I have a bit of forewarning about what this first musical interlude is going to be. Um, but I'm not going to tell you, Bardo, because I think you're going to like it in your heart. Um, so, without further ado, let's turn to Alex Spinks for a wrap-up of the state games that have gone on in Australia to date. And strap in for some jams, folks. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd be pretty pumped about that, Bardo. I thought you'd like it. Let me get it going. ACDC are notoriously litigious, apparently, so I'm pleased that I uh, got that music license. <laughs> Yes, we are back, and I am back. Patrick and Bardo are back, and you are back. We are all back. I am Alexander Spinks, and I do not have a lot of time to give a recent wrap of Australia's Rod, Jeff, Sean, and Mitchell Marsh Sheffield Shield season with a view to Australia's upcoming test series against Pakistan in four weeks' time, so let's get right to it. As is customary with the Australian national cricket team, every breakdown of its likely 11 players becomes an exercise in how many times one can say New South Wales without getting vertigo. So, <laughs> let's begin with the certain starters for the Test Series. David Warner, New South Wales. A fantastic World Cup, a rubbish Ashes series, a century first start in the Sheffield Shield, three low scores including a duck in his other Sheffield Shield innings and outscoring Sri Lanka on his own in Sunday's T20 International, Warner is a lock for the opening spot. His record at home is ridiculous, and you would be a fool to discount the Reverend this summer. Our next certain starter will surely be in at first drop. It's Manus Labashane. Has scores of 69 and 52 in the loss to New South Wales, and then 32 and a match winning 72 not out in the victory against South Australia. Considering how tricky the batting has been at the Gabba, Manus's string of scores and Warner's century carry a bit more weight than the runs fest in Victoria two rounds ago. Labashain's string of Ashes half-centuries saw him end that series with an average of 50.43. Has Australia finally found our version of Joe Root? Only another glut of 50s without hundreds this summer will tell. Hold up, hey, surely- uh, Chris, what do you think about that statement? Do you think uh, the Root-Labashain comparison is a fair one? Oh, a bit stiff. Um, to but, who? Well, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, six of one half dozen of the other, isn't it, Pat, really? <laughs> I guess so, Bardo. I guess I so. Not sure Joe Root will be overly impressed um, <laughs> with being compared to Martin Slabashane. Um But, I mean, the knock is there, and I, I'm not sure Martin Slabashane would appreciate uh, being compared to Joe Root's lack of conversion either. So, hopefully, look, the best case outcome, Pat, is that it lights a fire under Marnus. And uh, I think, if I'm not wrong, he's performed reasonably well in the most recent Marsh Cup game. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's been quite consistent. As Sphinx, he says, you know, he's been getting a lot of 50s, not a lot of 100s. But, I mean, it's just nice to have a bloke getting runs on the board, I think. Um, And obviously, Chris, you know, I think this county stint that he did this year was a real turning point for Marnus. Um, He's figured out something in his own game and he's become really quite consistent. So... Uh, you know, credit credit to him. Um, 
But yeah, interesting thought. Having a guy like him at three is wonderful. It just gives Steve Smith a little bit of extra time, um, a bit further down the order. And and Spinks alluded to it there. I'm sure he's going to mention it. But you know, Victoria that match down in Victoria, which was an absolute run fest. You know, 1,200 odd runs scored. Uh, the, the flattest deck in the country. Um, mm. It's great to see Minus getting runs outside of that too, you know, on a bit trickier tracks. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it just bodes well for Australia's middle order, more to the point, um, because we were looking mighty thin there for a bit. Um, and now we kind of have a pillar and a half, maybe two? Pillar and a half. Maybe two. Ah, Maybe ah, two pillars. Now, ah, ah, okay. now yeah. well, I've been okay, talking, I've been Chris, delaying, I've yes. been delaying. I'm ready to give Manus full pillar status oh. because oh. in the most recent uh, Marsh Cup game, um, Manus um, did score 135 of 127 balls. There you go. Um, coming in at three um, to help Queensland set a total of 295. So um, I'm ready to give Manus full... Uh, pillar status until he scores some runs at international ball scores 100 international level the root tag will stick of course but um, look things are looking up things looking up Chris do we dare nickname him the Doric the the Doric column because <laughs> he's a he's a pillar is that too much of a stretch am I doing too you've lost me but it sounds good <laughs> let's workshop it all right, all right, all right. We'll keep workshop. We'll keep workshop. Let's go back to Spinksy. We'll be filling the number three spot for Australia this summer, unless the selectors choose another stacked top order, in which case Labuschagne will probably be playing at number five. Next certain starter is... Yeah, it's Steve Smith. In domestic cricket, he scored a duck. He scored 100. Three million people asked him if he's going to be captain next year. He said that he just loves batting. Let's move on. Next certainty for the test team is down at number seven, the keeper and the current captain, Tim Payne. Whilst there hasn't been much domestic first-class cricket between the Ashes and now, the questions about Tim Payne's captaincy just won't go away. If only pundits and podcasters would stop talking about it. And Tim Payne has continued to do what Tim Payne has always done, quietly gotten on with a job of wicket-keeping and captaining without making any public fuss, just being professional and sedate, and oh wait, he scored his first first-class century in 13 years. And only his second. Ever. And it was against Western Australia's world-class bowling attack of Mitchell Marsh and Marcus Stoinis. <laughs> the legends say that it's the fact that Tim Payne scored so many runs off his bowling that made Mitchell Marsh punch that dressing room wall and break his hand. Moving on. Our Hold last up, two certainties for the... T- How dumb was that, Chris? Kind of scale from one to dumb. It's really dumb. I mean, listen, we need to have a Marsh conversation, you and I, really quick. Because, you know, Sean did score a double and you, Bardo, came straight out of the woodwork going, get him in, put him as number six, get him straight in. Because you knew it would get my goat. But also, Mitchell comes off, punches a dressing room, he's out for eight weeks. What a nong. What what a nong, Yeah, look, I think even Mitch would admit and I think has done as much. That, that was not his finest moment. Uh, especially his captain. Um, not the best. Not the best. Not the best. It's not ideal. No, no. And um, yeah, that might have just cost him a spot in the test team. But hopefully he comes back and makes amends. Because I don't know what else you can do. What else can you do? I don't know what else you can do either. You can't unpunch the ball, Pat. You can't unpunch the ball. <laughs> you can't, Chris. You can't. Unless you invent the DeLorean. And you can go well, back in time, get up to 88 miles an hour. That's and, right. And uh, then anything's possible, you know? Sure. Let's leave that on the to-do list. The team are the number one ranked bowler in the world, Pat Cummins, and Australia's GOAT, Nathan Lyon. Cummins has been rested from New South Wales opening fixtures in first-class cricket, being kept on ice and only utilised in New South Wales' one-day cup team, and even then not pushing himself too much. Even his performance in the recent T20 international against Sri Lanka looked more like a, a warm-up than an international cricket match. Still, he will definitely be in the team come the first match against Pakistan in November. Lyon was also rested from the beginning of first-class cricket this season, but made a tidy, if unspectacular, return in New South Wales' second first-class match against Tasmania, picking up just the two wickets across the match from his 31 overs. As Lyon's influence over matches waned across the Ashes series, he will be hoping for a few spirit-boosting performances across November in the run-up to the Tests. What should be of more concern, however, is the lack of frontline spinners playing in Australia's domestic teams at the moment. 
The first round of first-class cricket only had two specialist spinners play across all the teams, Ashton Agar for Western Australia and Tom Andrews for South Australia. In the second round, only New South Wales added spinners, with the experienced and ever-reliable Steve O'Keefe and Nathan Lyon coming in. With O'Keefe permanently taking up Simon Kadich's old room in the Australian selector's naughty corner, there is not a single spinner in Australian cricket who looks ready to step up if anything happens to Nathan Lyon. Ashton Agar seems the only likely choice, but his accuracy and bleeding run rate across long-form cricket in the past, a death knell for left-arm orthodox spinners, means the selectors have no real second option. If the domestic teams aren't playing at least one frontline spinner in each match, how does Cricket Australia plan on avoiding the same dramas we had when Shane Warne retired, when Nathan Lyon eventually moves on from the game? I suspect that they, like myself, have no idea. Back to our test team and their domestic form. Hold Push. up there. Interesting point from Spinksy, Bardo. And I do think that is something we need to be slightly concerned about. Um, depth of spinners. You, when you think about it, guys like Boyce and Farwad Ahmed and all these fellas that were knocking around a little while ago, maybe it's too early in the season, the pitch is a bait? I don't know. Yeah, not too sure. I mean, let's let's throw some names around here, Pat. I mean, uh, what have we got? We've got John Holland. Johnny John Holland, Holland, you've got... Steve O'Keefe, uh, provided he can, uh, you know, keep his head screwed on. Uh, Zampa. Zampa. Although Zampa seems to have been painted as a white ball specialist. Specialist, yeah. Um, Boyce. Boyce is playing for the Renegades. Uh, Mitchell Schwepson. Oh, Schwepson. The Schwepson. um, Hasn't exactly come on as we'd hoped. Um, Agar. And as Spinksy was just saying, you know, he lacks a bit of accuracy. Yeah. A handy yeah. option in the shorter form of the game. Um, could, you could potentially have him as a, you know, batting seven. He's good with a bat. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting though, isn't it? And, and it is something for Cricket Australia really just to have their minds across. Um, as Nathan Lyon starts to get older, we want to have some young spinners come through the ranks who, you know, so we don't get left in the worn situation, as as Spinksy mentioned. Um, let's let's keep rolling with him here. He's managing to wrap the entire domestic season so far in seven minutes. So sure. you know, credit to him. Sure, should be theirs. Marcus Harris is the incumbent at the top of the order. He scored one of the smallest centuries of the run glut against South Australia in the first match of the season, being eclipsed by his opening partner Nick Maddinson's two hundred and twenty-four and South Australia's Tom Cooper and his two hundred and seventy-one. He scored a nice 69 in Victoria's grinding nine-wicket loss to Western Australia next match, so we'll hopefully keep that consistency across November to keep his place. The guy Harris will probably be duking it out with for the second opening slot is the Queensland captain, Usman Khawaja. He has opened before, and relatively successfully. His poor form across the Ashes was consistent with Khawaja's UK history, but unfortunately he's been kept quiet at home as well. Both of Queensland's matches have been at home with one loss and one win, and the conditions have been great for bowlers, getting swing and seam consistently from the pitch. But where David Warner scored a reaffirming century and Manus Labuschagne continued his Joe Root-like run of half-centuries, Kawaja has scores of 1, 24, 2, and a shiny golden duck. The only thing keeping him in the conversation at the moment is that he averages over 52 in tests at home against his average of 24 overseas. He will need big runs soon if he's to return to the Australian test side. Batting spots 5 and 6 seem to be the trickiest to pick at the moment. Matthew Wade was Australia's only other centurion during the Ashes, with his 200s coming in the first and fifth tests over there. At home so far, he has acceptable scores of 40, 20 and 40. Not enough to break into the side, but considering he kicked the door down with his form in last year's Sheffield Shield, you'd assume he retains his place for the two-test series against Pakistan at least. Travis Head is the other batsman who may be given the series against Pakistan out of incumbency, but he will need to fire there to be retained against New Zealand. Missed out on the runs in the first match of the season, where both teams scored over 600 runs in their one innings apiece, but his guarded efforts and a few nice half-centuries during the Ashes showed he can play the role of a Test number 5 admirably. The bowlers pushing for selection is our pick-and-mix package. Stark was wayward and almost wicketless in his first domestic match, took 10 the next, and then hammered Sri Lanka with everything he had in Sunday's T20 International. Selectors seem to have picked him as a horses-for-courses selection in England, but Stark's success at home should surely be enough to have him selected. The same thing goes for his New South Wales teammate, Josh Hazelwood. Hazelwood has been rested with the upcoming test in mind, so should be in the national team barring injury. That would make an all-New South Wales attack, as it should be. If not, James Pattinson's duct-taped skeletal system seems to be holding together well, and he has bowled with pace and accuracy for Victoria so far. 
And Jai Richardson has continued his pre-injury form with three wickets in each innings he's bowled so far this season. The other batsmen looking for a test call-up or a return are Victoria's young Will Pukowski, with scores of 123 and 64 so far aiding his case, and also Victoria's Nick Maddinson. His 224 against South Australia was a nice return to form, but he will need to be more consistent over the next four weeks to earn a return to the team. Also, Sean Marsh returns to the conversation, with his 214 last match being the only triple-figure score of the game against Victoria. Hold this up. provides Sean with a great return from... Ha- Woo! (laughs) You may continue. ...having his arm broken in the nets in England and further fuels the arguments in pubs across the country about whether or not it's time to move on from Soss. Unfortunately for Curtis Patterson, his re-injured quad muscle has stopped him from much batting so far and it seems unlikely that he's going to push a case for inclusion in the test squad this summer. Alrighty, I think that's it. I can stop talking now. Hopefully you'll be hearing my voice again real soon. Until then, here's ACDC. Back in black indeed, Spinksy. Black in, but black, back in black indeed. You know what, Chris? I nearly put that as the theme tune to the entire pod today, and I resisted just in time because it would have had it twice in the episode, and that's ridiculous. Um... Big stuff from Spinksy there, pal. Big stuff from Spinksy. Uh, any thoughts from you, Bardo, before we move on to the T20? No, look, I think fairly on the money. Um, one one name I would throw out. Uh, actually, two names I throw out uh, as, as notable performances uh, so far. Um, one is uh, Harry Conway from New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great salad, Chris. Um, and a good salad. Um, mm. Took 10 for a very uh, promising performer. I think he had a few good performances last year as well. Um, yeah, I mean, just it was goes okay. Show, just goes to show the depth of that uh, that New South Wales team. Uh, the fact yep. that he can't even uh, break in. Um, but uh, I, I, I like the boy. I like what he's doing. Um, and I think we should uh, keep an eye on Harry Conway. Um, and the other performance that I would just be keeping a, a little eye out for is Jai Richardson. Um, he's been all right, mate. He's been all right. Mm. He's, he's there amongst the wickets, um, you know, um, and uh, he's he's looking good. He's looking good. And, and uh, Michael Nisa leading the uh, leading the charge with twelve wickets so far this season in the uh, in the Sheffield Shield. And Cameron yeah, right. Gannon as well um, coming huh. from uh, the Bleachers, um, looking really good. But uh, our fast bowling bowling stocks pad has always um, look fairly deep. It's uh, as you say, it's the spinners that uh, present a bit of a problem in the longer form of the game. I'm not quite sure, uh, you know, behind, as you say, behind Nathan Lyon, um, who's going to be our man. And if we just have a look uh, down the line of the statistics yeah. here, it's uh, it's slim pickings. It's very slim pickings. But uh, um, on Pukowski, Shane Warne has called for him to be put straight into the side and blooded against uh, Pakistan. Do you think that's a vibe? Do you think that's a good shout? Would you like to see the young man get a game? Look, I think the thing that we say more than anything in this podcast, Pat, is uh, what's your form like? You know, what's your form yeah. like? And certainly at the moment, he does seem to be making some runs. There's no doubt. Um, you know, we know the guy's got potential. Um, and uh, and he is uh, looking the goods. He's, and he's looking consistent so far, as consistent as you can be in, in three innings. Um, but certainly um, he's making hundreds um, uh, and converting and he is above that magical mark that we talk about Pat of uh, averaging 40 uh, you know don't talk to me unless you average 40 you know that's all I want to hear about it and uh, he's averaging 63 at the moment can he keep it up I'm not so sure but uh, look certainly a, a talented youngster perhaps a, a, a gig at number 6 uh, boxing day test yeah, maybe that might be one. I to go. love that, Chris. I love that. What a time to make your debut. Um, hey, Chris, it's with the man, the myth, the legend, Roscoe Thatil, um, the you know actual professional cricketer in Sri Lanka, has sent us in the tape. Now this is hot in my inbox, but I haven't listened to it. And I haven't mixed it. So, uh, let you, do you want to hear it? Let's go. I love Let, a bit of Roscoe. Love a bit of Roscoe. It's been a while since we heard from the man. 
Uh, and so I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. Obviously, he's talking to us about the uh, the most recent T20 match Australia played against Sri Lanka, which was a thumping victory. Let's hear what the man has to say. Hi, this is Roscoe Tatil with your update from Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka are in Australia at the moment. Uh, they're playing three T20 internationals. Uh, it's just a T20 leg uh, during the series. And uh, the first one didn't go that well for the Sri Lankans, uh, especially after a resounding win in Pakistan. They won 3-0. They missed quite a number of senior players. Uh, they missed the likes of uh, Angelo Matthews, Lasit Malinga, Kusal Pereira, Kusal Mendis, Niroshan Dikwala. None of them traveled to Pakistan, but uh, Sri Lanka were impressive in that series in Pakistan. They won 3-0. They had some standout performers uh, with both bat and ball, but uh, a couple of them who stood out with the bat were Banu Karajapaksha, the hard-hitting left-hander, and Osha the Fernando. He uh, played some delightful strokes uh, in that uh, third T20 international. However, come the first T20 against uh, Australia yesterday, uh, it didn't go that well for Sri Lanka. Some uh, records being broken as well. They lost by 134 runs. Australia got uh, 233 for two batting first. David Warner making a welcome return to form for the Aussies. He got 100 not out. Aaron Finch, uh, the skipper, getting some runs as well, along with Glenn Maxwell, as usual, in T20 cricket. And uh, the Sri Lankan response, uh, oh, well, they couldn't go past David Warner. They got only 99 for nine in the 20 overs. It was... It was uh, not good uh, for the Lankans. Uh, none of the batsmen got going. And uh, in the bowling department early in the day, Kasun Drajita, who impressed during the Pakistan tour, he went for 75 of his four overs, uh, which is also another world record uh, for the most runs conceded Oof. by an international player in a T20 innings. Uh, so not a good record to have against your name. Hold but, up, hey. uh, but I- Going mm. for 75 or 4. Yeah. It's rare that I can say that uh, I have better figures in 10th grade, but there's nothing worse. <laughs> that's, that's a really bad day at the office. The poor bugger had an economy rate of 18 and over. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, brutal. Ooh. Yeah. Just tough times uh, all around. I, I, I don't know what you can say. Hopefully... Hope he's got thick skin, um, and they and they get around him. Obviously, they, look, they picked him for a reason. Um, yeah. we weren't able to see that reason. Um, but doesn't but, that reason doesn't exist, Chris? <laughs> I think. <laughs> listen, Pat, I yes, think mate. he's probably got some talent. Um, if, if, yes, I agree. He just sort of found himself up against the rampaging, uh, rampaging, a couple of rampaging bulls in Finch yeah. and Warner. I mean, who were both in a bit of a mood, I bet. Given all they the, were in distinct mood. Given yeah. all the conjecture around both of their respective uh, positions. And, and Maxwell, he'd been in a mood. He'd been in a big yes. mood. Mate, he was playing, even for Maxwell, some of his shots were truly audacious. He was doing lap sweeps over the back of the keeper's head. and yeah, was it was, well, it was almost like a, a reverse lap sweep. It was, it was a reverse lap sweep. What are you even talking about? It's obscene. Yeah, bizarre. But wonderful. And tragic. You know, for certain people's bowling figures. But whatever. <laughs> Good Still, it's just one game. Sri Lanka had won four T20 internationals before that. So, T20 is a very short format. It can go either way. However, uh, it, they seem well below par compared to the Australians. Uh, the second T20, they might bring in a couple of uh, new players. They have the option of bringing in Niroshan Dikwala to the batting department and uh, maybe Isurudana uh, to strengthen the bowling and a bit of variety with his uh, left-arm uh, seamers and his slow balls as well. Uh, however, it's not going to be easy against this Australian side. Uh, it's, it's quite scary rather to think that uh, Stephen Smith didn't even have a bat in that game he's been in ominous form during the ashes uh, and uh, he didn't even have, have a bat in that first game however i think uh, the sri lankans uh, need to play a bit to their strengths as well i was quite surprised by the fact that they won the toss and elected to feel first especially after winning all the three games in pakistan batting first posting a decent score and defending it so Maybe that's something to think about for the Sri Lankans. Uh, however, two more T20s remain during this tour of Australia. And uh, they would like to see the likes of uh, Banu Rajapaksha, Osha the Fernando, 
Kusal Pereira, Kusal Mendes, and uh, so many talented batsmen. They need to come good. But uh, first things first, they need to get uh, their bowling combinations right. Uh, the two wrist spinners struggled as well, Vanidu Hasaranga and Lakshan Sandakan. Hasaranga, in particular, he uh, impressed during that tour of Pakistan uh, with the ball, mostly I would say, but he played a couple of useful knocks with the bat and he was uh, electric in the field as well. Uh, however, it can't get any worse for Sri Lanka during this tour, to be honest. It will be a good learning experience for them as well, especially with the 2020 T20 World Cup happening in Australia. So this squad uh, should just stick together and I'm, I'm sure they'll come up with a better performance uh, in the second T20. And uh, he's hoping for the best from Sri Lanka. Thank you, Roscoe. Great to hear from you, mate. Really, really, really wonderful to have you back on the show. Uh, and some really good insight there, Chris, into a couple of Sri Lankan players that I definitely wasn't that familiar with. Um, it sounds like Ashada Fernando has got some real skill um, and some a couple of good young players there for Sri Lanka that, that have the potential to come good. Um, but, you know, they're going to need those big names like Mendes and Pereira to, to stand up. And I know you're thinking it, Chris, but let, yep. can you understand why they're not playing Dick Weller? We love Dick Weller on this show. Yeah, he's the guy. What I mean, where is he? What's going on? I'm not sure, mate. I, look, I don't. I just don't have that level of insight into Sri Lankan cricket, mate. It's it's absolutely bizarre. Um, you know, last summer Dick Weller was the guy that uh, showed us a little bit. I thought, um, and you would think that uh, the shorter formats of the game suit him um, down to a T, but. You know, carrying on from the limited overs form of the game, um, the Sri Lankan selectors are making some um, avant-garde-like decisions. I don't, <laughs> they're, look, they're looking... I mean, they're looking to the future and then there's looking too far, you know? Yeah, maybe <laughs> like, maybe that's this getting too future-focused. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a great innings from Warner, though, mate. Were you pleased to see him return to form? Oh, look, um, absolutely. Uh, it's always nice to see uh, 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 Dave uh, fire um, and, and back to his aggressive best. I think, uh, you know, this is a game that uh, suited him really well. Hopefully he can continue on um, throughout the summer. As I say, one innings doesn't make a summer. Uh, True, but, um, absolutely right. But look, I think it's a tremendous start there. And also nice to see, as I said, nice to see uh, Aaron Finch back in form as well. Um, and just uh, Glenn Maxwell back at to his uh, entertaining best. Um, look, I, I think a, uh, a great chance we didn't get to see a lot of uh, Ashton Turner. Um, you yeah. Know, you know, we forget that it was only a short while ago that Ashton Turner played one of the great innings um, of recent memory in India. Um, yeah, absolutely so nice, right, Chris. Nice to see him. Uh, we talk about the next generation. Nice to see him back on the international scene. I think he's someone that we're going to see um, quite a bit of over the next four years. So uh, something to look forward to there. Look, I, it's a strong side, Chris. You've got to say, like Finch, Warner, Maxwell, Turner, Smith, Carey, Agar, Cummins, Stark, Richardson, Zampa. Um, mm. There's a lot of hitting there. You know, what we're probably lacking in that side is a medium pace bowling all-rounder, um, a Stoinis, but... To be fair, I think that's it's a pretty damn strong side, Chris. You'd be tough to go past that, really. I look, I, th- I think so. I think uh, absolutely. I look, I think a little bit probably depends on Chris Lynn's fitness. Um, he finds himself out of the side at the moment, but if he's if he's fit, you know, we know what he can do. Um, but aside from that, I mean, it's it's as I say, it's a, it's a hard hard team to break into at the moment. And, uh, you know, I've got to say that I, I'm expecting the team to stay pretty similar and um, with a, a thumping victory like that, they'll probably go around to sweep the series unless Sri Lanka can really pull something out of the hat. Um, but, yeah, Chris, great to, you know, I, at the end of the Ashes, mate, I was feeling pretty exhausted. I was feeling pretty done with cricket and I was I needed a bit of a break. And after a week or two off... And this game just happening, the little fire's been lit underneath me, big man. It's been uh, relit, and uh, I am on the boil, sir. I am on the cricket boil. Watch out. There's going to be a delicious cricket-related soup being made in these parts sure. very soon. Well, watch out for those boils, Pat. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, it'll be a pleasure to, uh, to enjoy it alongside you for another summer. 
Fantastic, mate. Wonderful stuff. We might wrap it up there, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Two for None. We will be back next episode with our Raise the Bat Spectacular, um, featuring clips, some of our favorite clips that listeners have sent in, the correspondents have picked, and uh, a couple of me and Chris's favorites. Uh, A little Rocky, even Rocky having a montage there to celebrate our 50th episode. Um, If you've been with us since the beginning and you've stuck it out till now, um, thank you so much. And that includes my mum. Uh, who's oh, an avid listener. Really? Um, yeah, she loves wow. it. Absolutely into it. Also, can I say hello to our one French listener? Uh, on the last pod, somebody, one person in France tuned in. And if, if this is you, person in France, I'm here for you. <laughs> I think you're a legend. It's good. <laughs> French cricket, eh? Um, <laughs> French cricket tea to me. Love it. Uh, yeah. Totally into it. So, listen, if you haven't yet, please pull out your phone, hit that five-star button, like, rate, subscribe. We are the 30th all-time cricket podcast in Australia. We are number 20 in the UK, uh, and it's literally from from users like you. So, if you get a second and you wouldn't mind hitting some stars and subscribing, that would really do us a favor. Um, Chris, any final thoughts from you before we sign off, mate? Well, I'll tell you what, Pat. Um, they said Bill Laurie was a bit slow. Um, but it's taken us two years to reach 50, so uh, I'd hate to see what our strike rate is. <laughs> yeah, it's not good, Chris. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's not good. It's very low. Um, mate, thank you so much for being with me. Love to see you. Love to hang out with you. And I will see you. I reckon we'll probably do a pod um, once this uh, T20 series is all wrapped up and before the Pakistan series starts. So somewhere in the next sort of two weeks, I reckon I'll be back folks so stay tuned for that thank you Bardo you're a legend and I only have one to say which is go those Aussies